Thank you, Caroline. Thank you, worship team. Aren't they great? Really appreciate them. We're heading towards breaking bread together. Uh, something that is so deeply significant and yet so familiar we can lose that significance. It's the only thing I can think of that Jesus said we should do when we get together. Now we do lots of other things, but Jesus said, when you get together, do this in remembrance of me. And again this morning, we are partaking in something that has been happening across the last 2,000 years. That's amazing, isn't it? Across all the continents of the world, all the nations of the world, there's this continuum of people recognizing Jesus Christ through Oh, I hate getting emotional. <laughs> Through the bread and the wine. You know, it goes across races, it goes across ages, it goes across cultures. It is so important that Jesus spoke to Paul the Apostle about it very specifically. And Paul was not one of the disciples. He, didn't, he wasn't there at the Last Supper. And, uh, but, and yet Paul says in his letter to the Corinthian church, this is what I received from the Lord. I don't know when that was. We know that Paul was caught up to the third heaven on one occasion, the place where God is, and was shown things that some of which he cannot even describe. And maybe it was there in that heavenly realm in the spirit that Jesus says to Paul, when you're planting churches, make sure Make sure they know about this and understand it. When Paul is recounting what Jesus has said to him about breaking bread and wine, he says, he quotes Jesus as saying three times, remember me, do this in remembrance of me. Three times Jesus said that to him. And, and of course, it's all about Jesus, isn't it? And when we come and take the bread and wine, it's, it's all about him. And yet Paul said something else very significant to the Corinthian church in chapter 11, 1 Corinthians. And to be honest, they were a bit of a bunch. And uh, communion in those days, and often down the centuries, is taken as part of a meal. And the wealthy and the well-off were coming together, and they were feasting in one corner, and they had their bottles of Chardonnay and, and all that, and the less well-off were over here and they were hungry. And Paul said, don't you discern the Lord's body? Don't you recognize we are the body of Christ? And when we come and take the bread that speaks of Jesus' actual body broken for us, we do it as the new body. And here you are, almost getting drunk in one corner and people are starving in the other corner. Now, we're not that sort of church, but the message I think to us we can take from that today is let's discern the body of Christ. Let's discern how awesome the church is in the plans and heart and purposes of God. And as we take the bread and the wine, I think we can only fully 
appreciate him when we appreciate who he's called us to be. And we do it from that awesome place of being the church, the people of God, the nation of, uh, of the Lord. And when we appreciate that, we can then come and take the bread and the wine from a deep place of recognizing the head of the church, our Lord Jesus. These things are so familiar to us. Familiarity breeds contempt, they say. We're not, that's not, we're not contemptuous of these, but it can bring a dullness, can't it? And I just pray that God will reset our hearts about who church is and who we are as church and what the bread and the wine means today. And very briefly, we're just going to look at a couple of things. But around the country today, in Anglican churches, they will be saying the Nicene Creed, a statement of various things that we believe. And part of it says, I believe in one holy Catholic, that means universal apostolic church. Those are great things, aren't they? There was an Archbishop of Canterbury called William Temple in the 1940s, and he said, I believe in one holy Catholic apostolic church, but I regret that nowhere does it exist. I don't agree with him. It does exist. Imperfect, but it exists here this morning. We are a holy united, universal, apostolic church. And it's such a privilege to be part of this particular church and see that we are, we are apostolic. We are holy. We're seeking to be. I, I just love this church and I love the people in it and I think God's got great things for us. But we are his holy people. I want us to look at three things that three people said about church and the first one is Jesus <clears throat> Jesus said in Matthew 16 I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it Jesus said I will build new community church wow we thought about that it ain't just your responsibility thing. <laughs> Jesus, the Son of God, he's passionate about his church. And it's key to his plans and purposes. And he said, I will build my church. And whatever the enemy seeks to do against it will not work, will not prevail. Amen? Can we see this morning, you and I, we're God's workmanship. We're work in progress. But we're his workmanship, we're his creation, we're his idea. And the enemy is not going to stand against it. You know, we live in unprecedented times. That unprecedented word is overused, isn't it? But we are. Two and a half years ago, we'd have never dreamt of a pandemic. We'd have never dreamt of a war in Ukraine. We'd have never dreamt of the financial crisis we're hitting. And we probably hadn't fully realized the climate change catastrophe that is already happening. We live in unprecedented times and I'm not personally over-optimistic about the future of this planet as we've known it in the past. You may be more optimistic than me, I'm not a prophet. We may suddenly solve all the world's problems, but the, the world needs a church that is knowing what it's called to be. The world needs a church that is strong, 
that will stand firm, that will be a city on a hill that is visible, a place that people can look to for security and hope and the answer to the problems of life. A church that is the light of the world, that shows light in darkness, that shows light of hope into people's lives. Jesus is building his church. And I just want to say he's not building a cruise liner. As much as we'd like him to, it's not a cruise liner. He's not building a stained glass gothic meeting place. He's not even building a sequence of fantastic Sunday morning meetings. He's building a church that is a body of people called from every nation and every tribe and every grouping and every age and every color to be his body in the world today and to do his work. Can we just pray a simple prayer? I'm going to read it, (coughs) pray along with it, make it personal. Lord, we thank you that we are your plan. We thank you that we are your workmanship, your creation. Help me, help us to partner with you to be the overcoming church of today that you intend us to be. Amen. Secondly, Peter. What did Peter say in his letter, 1 Peter 2, 9? You are a chosen people. Say that to yourself. God Almighty chose me. More importantly, he chose us together. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. These are such awesome high things, aren't they? And we can see church so low on occasions. And I, I just pray we can press the reset button this morning on how we see church and how we see us. And then in doing that and appreciating the awesome nature of church, we can then come and take the bread and the wine in a much more deeper way. We're a chosen people. There is a truth that we're chosen individually, and uh, that's true. But there's another truth that says we're chosen together. It's not about me, it's not about die, it's about us. And when we understand the us-ness of church more fully, and the gatheredness, and the working together, and the spirit moving between us, it's us that is chosen. Wow. If I was God, I wouldn't choose you a lot, but <laughs> I'm, do, you know I'm, do you know when I'm joking? I, I love you guys. A royal priesthood. You know, I'm so jealous of the Old Testament high priests that once a year they could go into the Holy of Holies, that most holy part of the temple where no one else could go. And there was the Ark of Covenant there, and it, it was a special place of meeting with God, and once a year they could go in and and meet with God, and and the people stood around the temple waiting, would they be killed by the presence of God, or would they come out alive, or we're royal priests now, we can all enter the Holy of Holies. Do we? Do we choose to? Do we stay in the outer courts? Let's be a royal priesthood that understands day by day in our 
gatherings on Sunday in our families and our workplace. We are the royal priesthood. We're there to represent God. We're there to intercede to God. We're there to worship God. We are called to be priests. A holy nation. I've got time to talk about all these things. But lastly, God's special possession. Have you thought about that? Of all the things that God has got, we are his special possession. Wow. You know where we're often asked if you were in your house and it was on fire and everyone else was out of the house and you were the last person to leave, what would be the one thing that you would grab as you left your house? Any thoughts? Favorite guitar or photo album or, or whatever? You know, if heaven was on fire, God would grab us. Let's pray a little prayer again. Let's all just pray. Lord, I thank you that you have chosen us called us to be royal priests, that we are your prized possession. Lastly, Paul. In Ephesians 2, and I, I've put together a couple of things from 2 and 3. <clears throat> we are members of his household built together to become a holy temple. Wow. A dwelling in which God lives. Isn't that awesome? Awesome. We are a holy temple where God lives. I don't know about you, but when you wake up Monday morning, do you suddenly think, I'm a holy temple where God lives? <laughs> But we are together, and when we gather, it's a special time to be a holy temple. We're, you know, we're 24-7 God's holy temple, but when we gather, Sunday mornings, connect groups, pattern groups, youth work, whatever, you know, we're a temple. Jesus said, we're two or three gathering my name, I'm there. Do we appreciate that? You know, we meet for coffee with two or three friends, Jesus is there because we are his holy temple. It's where he lives, where he dwells. And this is such a high calling. Such a high calling. Let's press on in being even more a temple for the Lord, shall we? Come with expectancy when we gather that God's presence is going to be there. Thank you, Lord, for your presence this morning. Paul said, Jesus' intent was that now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in heavenly places. We are demonstrating the wisdom and glory of God to spiritual beings. That's part of our calling to angels, Gabriel, Michael, 
all the angelic hosts in their various roles and responsibilities. <coughs> uh, and I, I just imagine, you know, as they see the church, uh, Jesus building his church, they're realizing, good grief, God, that's why you created the universe, to bring about a burden and so on that's come from that. And I see the angels saying, but God, I, I, I now see that through your church, through restored humanity, you're using them to put it all back together, to bring in your kingdom. You're using these people who mucked up in the first place, but now with your spirit in them, you're using them to restore your kingdom as you intend it to be. And wow, you want them as your bride, Jesus, done. And, and, you know, the evil forces don't like the church. They don't like the church. I don't know if you ever thought that um, the word devil, the name devil, is evil with a D on the front. Has that ever crossed your mind? <clears throat> I'm sure it's just a quirk of the English language, but an awful lot of what the devil seems to want to do to the church starts with a letter D. Division. But he won't prevail. Amen? Destruction. But he won't prevail. Disrepute, he won't prevail. Discouragement, he won't prevail. Amen? We are called to declare the glory of God and we're going to prevail. Let's one more prayer. Lord, I'm awestruck to think that you have chosen and called us to be your temple, the place you inhabit. Help us to understand, to grasp, to be honored by such a high calling. Amen.